But Luke chapter 18, looking at the first eight verses. Uh, Luke chapter 18, hear the word of God. And he, Jesus, told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused. But afterward he said to himself, Though I, fear, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. The Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? The grass withers and the flower fades, ah, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Jesus makes clear that this parable, this story that he's telling, uh, Jesus makes clear that this parable is about prayer. It's about praying, and it's especially about not getting tired of praying. Uh, maybe you're not a Christian or not religious, and kind of praying to some unknown uh, being feels kind of worthless. Um, maybe even as a, a believer, still you know the difficulty of praying sincerely and praying regularly. If you're really tired of it. Uh, maybe for some of you, maybe growing up in a, in a somewhat churched, uh, but prayers always felt more like a chore. It felt more, more like one of those things you were supposed to do, like you had to do, uh, something that you were doing for God because you wanted him to also do things for you. And you can hear in this story that Jesus tells and how he speaks to his disciples, uh, you can hear his compassion. You can hear his understanding his knowledge of our readiness to, um, to grow tired, um, but his desire uh, to lead us and motivate us in a different direction. So he tells the story uh, in order to reshape our understanding, uh, to reshape our understanding of praying. So that prayer is not an empty, uh, an empty chore. It's not an exhausting task. So that we wouldn't look at it as something that we just grow tired of. But so that you might actually want to pray. And want to keep praying always. I expect that for most of you, um, most of your life, you've heard uh, some form of the encouragement, the motivation. Don't give up on your dreams. I grow, don't go tired. Don't go weary. Don't, don't uh, give up on your dreams. Just keep uh, pursuing it. Um, uh, maybe that was in kindergarten when someone was asking you, what do you want to be? And you're like, I want to be the president. And they're like, hmm. Don't give up on your dreams. Just keep, keep going for it. And here you are on your way. You're going to be the next president. And you're going to call me. It's going to be great. I'm going to enjoy that. Um, maybe that was the speaker at your high school graduation. You're thinking about what's coming next and what's going on. Um, and they're motivating you. Here's your dreams. Your future is before you. It's yours to take hold of. Uh, go with it. Or maybe it's at least since uh, the first Disney movie that you watched. Uh, or your first visit to Magic Kingdom, where, uh, where dreams come true, right? It's magical, and you hear it all, all around you there. 
Uh, maybe that's just in inspirational movies that you've been uh, that you've enjoyed or been bombarded with or seen. Uh, things like my kids really enjoyed the Soul Surfer uh, movie. Incredible story, though. I mean, it's motivating to hear uh, what's her name, uh, Bethany uh, Bethany Hamilton. Um, losing her arm to the to a shark and she continues to surf and surf uh, well football move tonight so maybe something like facing the giants uh, but it, but it motivates you don't give up on these things don't let something uh, get you down to keep trying put in the effort to go after your dreams well jesus's parable here uh, brings out why we grow tired of praying because we're we're losing heart uh, the reason we get tired of pray, praying is having, having given up on dreams. Um, more often, dreaming too small. We grow tired of hoping for what we don't have and what we don't think that we can get. Um, what lies behind always praying uh, or not always praying is losing heart, giving up, giving in. Uh, so his encouragement is for us to stop uh, uh, to stop seeing it as a chore uh, precisely uh, because we've, the reason we've stopped is because we've stopped hoping for more than, than we can achieve on our own. All right, so I'm not going to go Disney movie, dream your big dreams, motivational speaker, uh, stir you up. Um, uh, scripture speaks of something more, more lasting, uh, more enduring than just a, a pep rally. Uh, in the context of this passage, uh, Jesus is, 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 looking far beyond just the present circumstances. Uh, he's talking about the future kingdom, the kingdom that he has come uh, to bring and will bring in its fullness. Uh, the, the verses just before it, uh, then he goes on, speaks of the, uh, the coming of that kingdom. And so the praying that he's talking about isn't just praying that today will go a little better. Uh, praying that I'll do well in this test, praying that this relationship will be uh, fixed, uh, praying that, uh, that this semester is going to go better, praying that the Knowles will uh, win tonight. It's more than just the present circumstances. Uh, it's the deep future, uh, the hopes uh, that we're called uh, to pray for. A kingdom of prayers, prayers for when the Son of Man comes and makes all things uh, right and new. Not just prayers for a better today or better tomorrow, uh, but he's talking about praying for a perfect eternity and why we lose heart and give up about that. So I'm going to just go through this story and just I want you to think a little bit more about this story, uh, how it reshapes our understanding. Think about praying, about hopes. It's not just that you should pray or that you have to pray or that you need to pray more, um, but more it's, it's showing us that prayer is worthwhile, that it's beautiful, uh, that it's hopeful uh, because of the promises made by the God who we get to pray to. Why do you pray? Why do you grow tired of praying? First point from the parable, pray like an old lady. May seem kind of odd for Jesus to use this uh, this old lady, this widow, as the primary example for us, but that's what Jesus does. Luke emphasizes that kind of thing a lot. Um, so maybe you don't want to dress like an old lady. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't want to look like an old lady, especially if you're a guy. Or maybe you don't want to talk like an old lady, uh, especially like Betty White. Or maybe you would like to talk like uh, Betty White. Um, but while you may not want to dress or look or talk like an old lady, you definitely want to pray like an old lady. 
It was a church that we were in in uh, Marietta after seminary, and honestly, one of the most uh, beautiful people that I've known was this old, uh, widowed lady, twice widowed, and I would go with the pastor um, I was interning with, and sometimes we'd visit her in her home or in the hospital, um, and we would go to try to encourage her, um, and I was always, we walked away encouraged and overwhelmed at her faith. Uh, and the beauty of it, the things that she would say to us about her life and, and encouraging us as she's lying there in the hospital bed. Um, and uh, before, uh, before she died and, and while we were coming down to Florida State, she told us she was praying for us every day. Um, and she was. And it was beautiful. Uh, and there's ways where I miss her, and there's a lot of ways where I wish that I was more like her. Jesus encourages his followers uh, to be more like her, to pray like an old lady. Uh, so what is it about this old widow that Jesus encourages us uh, to emulate? Uh, we're going to look at uh, three things in particular. Uh, her desperation. It's appealing, right? Um, her, uh, <clears throat> the way that she just has one thing, one opportunity, one way to look, uh, one, one, one appeal to make. And how she clings uh, to her hope. Uh, but, but overall, what she does is... She asks. She asks and she asks and she continues to ask because that's her only hope. And she looks for things being right. When we grow tired of asking, we're giving up our only hope. Sometimes we're pretending that there's another hope that's going to be more satisfying. Sometimes we're just thinking maybe there's not any hope to look to. But we're to be desperate, desperate like an old lady. A widow in the first century... Um, not an empowered position. Uh, it's likely here that uh, is, you wouldn't have a lot of opportunities, a lot of rights. It's likely here that she would have, uh, after her husband died, lost the rights to his property um, and be asking for this judge to, so that she would have a place to, to live and money to live off of from that. Uh, but she has no, uh, no right to it uh, on her own. She didn't, she didn't have any other options. Her life, life and livelihood depended on how the judge would answer. And Jesus is teaching us something about ourselves, that we're, we're desperate. We should recognize our desperation uh, like this old lady. Um, and we don't really like to think of ourselves that way, right? Um, like, hey, would you please, you know, you're talking to a potential boyfriend, girlfriend. Hey, would you like to go out with me? Because um, nobody else will. And I've got nothing to do this weekend. I've been really lonely. Um, <laughs> and my life is kind of boring and I'm kind of ugly. But please, please, would you go out with me? I'd love to take you to dinner, but I don't have any money. Um, I would pick you up, but I don't have a car. Could you pick me up and, and allow me to take you to dinner, please? Or we don't want to be desperate. Uh, this woman is desperate. She knows it and she uh, clings uh, to it. Um, we're, we're desperate for life that doesn't lead to depression or arguments or mistakes or disappointments. Uh, life that doesn't involve divorce or rape or even just loneliness and insecurity, uh, body image issues, sexual disappointments. We long for something more. We want the world to be different. We long for the world uh, to be better. We long for things to be made right. And try as we might, whatever improvements we make, we're also crowding them out with the problems that we add along the way. And it's hard not to lose heart and hope that things could be right, that they could be just, that they could be perfect, that they could be the way that they should be. And this woman is desperate. Jesus wants his disciples to know, for humanity uh, to know that we're desperate, 
and can come uh, to God to intervene to do something. Uh, she recognizes her only appeal uh, is to this judge. And so no matter how many times he doesn't answer her and puts her off, she keeps coming back. She's got nothing that she can do. She's got nothing else that she can appeal to. Her only help will come if he answers. I, th I think sometimes we look to a lot of other things, uh, hoping that they could answer. Uh, sometimes it's looking to hard work and diligence. Okay, here are the things that I want. Well, I'm going to strive for it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to get to it. Uh, sometimes it's connections of who can help me out. Sometimes it's just Netflix. Uh, soothe, soothe me with entertainment, please, and continual play. If I don't respond, stop. In 30 seconds, I get another. Great, keep coming. Um, uh, so, sometimes what we're looking to is the next relationship. Uh, sometimes it's the next meal. Sometimes it's skipping the next meal and instead spending more time at the gym. Um, sometimes it's making better grades. Uh, sometimes it's skipping class and seeing what else is going on. Uh, maybe sometimes it's going home to family who are going to take care of you and be there for you. Uh, maybe for you it's ignoring family and family problems that go along with it. Um, for believers, the only thing that we have to appeal to that can actually make the world as we experience it and as all of us live in it right is God intervening and God uh, doing something. If we really want justice, which is perfection, only he can. And when we recognize that and know something about him, we keep asking. <clears throat> this old lady also clings to hope. She doesn't give up. She doesn't lose heart. She's got no good reason to give up because that doesn't help her at all if she just gives up. Uh, she doesn't have anything better to do than to continually come and ask because the possibility of justice is still waiting. And that's her only hope. Um, she wants it and is willing to keep asking and dreaming and waiting and asking and praying and hoping and asking until maybe it should come. And we, we could give up on God's promises. Uh, but why? Do we have something better to do? Uh, do we have some way that we're going to make everything uh, right? We have a lot of excuses not to pray. But the possibility of a perfect uh, kingdom according to God's promises is real. According to God's promises, it's, it's waiting. And Jesus encourages us through this story to be like an old lady, to pray like an old lady, to ask and hope and wait and keep praying without losing heart. But still, there's a lot of other things uh, outside of us uh, that make us want to lose heart. So we have to consider not just ourselves, but the one who we're, we're asking, the one who gives the answer. Uh, so secondly, uh, answered like a bad uh, judge, or maybe particularly answered unlike a bad judge, because the guy in the story is really a bad judge. He's a horrible uh, character. Right? He's not getting his own like Judge Judy uh, program, um, or maybe he would because we would all watch and be like, this guy is incredibly bad. Um, and neither fears God nor respects man. He doesn't care about any kind of ethic except for whatever he thinks is going to work uh, for him. Um, one of my favorite details, though, in this parable is the reason that he finally answers. He gets beat up by an old lady. That's the way that he states it uh, in the parable. And, and the word is, is uh, even kind of a boxing uh, expression uh, here that, um, that he, he gets beat up by an old lady. Uh, she wins, like the, like the uh, um, uh, ultimate fighter announcer coming and saying, well, the, uh, the bad judge, the important politician here, he's tapped out, and the old lady has won it um, because she kept coming. 
And maybe you can picture it like she's got her cane or her purse and she starts uh, hitting him. But he doesn't want to experience her continuing to come. And so uh, he gives in and gives her justice. It's a horrible uh, judge. But the point is even this horrible judge uh, responds. He answers. He does give justice and her hope is rewarded. It's motivating when you uh, watch Bethany Hamilton still uh, surfing and surfing incredibly. Uh, or when you hear the old widow get justice. It's motivating that we can keep praying and asking. Because if even the bad judge answers, uh, how much more reason do we have to hope in God's answer? So, but even if we think that God's not fair, we think that God's not caring or that he's selfish or that he's self-concerned, uh, that he's slow or whatever, like this um, like this uh, unjust judge, they'll be wrong about God. But still, even if that were true, we should be motivated to ask. Uh, he's the one who can do something about it, and we depend on him. But all the more knowing God's character, um, his care, his concern, his love, um, we're encouraged to pray, to ask, to hope, to dream, to wait on that hope, and to continue uh, to ask. So uh, three, three aspects about the unrighteous judge uh, and how God compares to that. The unrighteous judge is unethical. Um, he's, he's self-centered. And then by the end, he's very much worn down. Uh, so, so, so God answers injustice, though. The, the bad judge is unethical. In the end, he still gives real justice. Um, because God is God and, and right and wrong actually derives from his character and who he is, he will certainly uh, do right. It gives justice. And not just in theory, not just in the abstract, uh, but he has given uh, justice in sending his son uh, for us and sending Jesus even to the cross. He displays uh, his justice uh, in a totally different standard of fairness than we even would think that we could ask for. Uh, because in Christ, not only is sin punished, uh, but sinners are justified. Sinners are, be, are able to be declared righteous because rebels get clothed uh, in Christ's righteousness. God answers uh, injustice. Um, power and sin and the cross is defeated. And Jesus rules even now as king to give a full justice. In part now and in fullness to come. Uh, <clears throat> Unethical, the judge was also self-centered. Uh, even though the judge was self-centered, the bad judge still does what? He still provides for the sinners, uh, for the widow's need. God answers in compassion. Um, even if we think that God's uncaring or unconcerned, that he's just some selfish uh, deity up there with his own agenda, still we should pray. Uh, but instead what we hear is that God cares. See the way Jesus says it. Uh, we hear what the unrighteous judge said. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and, and night? Those that he's already set his affection on and said, these are those that I love. And they're calling out to me. How am I not going to answer them? Uh, Thomas right now doesn't talk, but he goes like, this is his sign for please. Mm? Yeah, please. Mm? Um, and, and like when he does that, it's really kind of funny and really cute. Uh, but it makes me want to figure out what he wants and try to get that for him. Is this passing over here? Is it the water thing? Oh, no, he saw the candy on the counter, and that's what he wants. Well, uh, it, makes, it, it makes me want to answer. God delights to hear us looking to him, uh, asking him. 
Uh, He's so far from selfish that he gave his own son for us. Uh, Jesus himself suffered rejection uh, for us and sacrificed himself to serve us. The bad judge uh, delays um, and, uh, and has to be worn down because he's resistant. Uh, Jesus says God actually answers speedily. He answers quickly. And you may be like, well, that was 2,000 years ago that he said that. How's that work? Uh, that was 2,000 years ago also when, um, when Christ was already present with them. Uh, accomplishing and bringing about a new kingdom of righteousness and peace that was breaking in so that we can experience it already, be made part of things being made right. And still, there's more coming. He teaches us to look to him. The God of the Bible is a God who answers. Do you long for the kingdom to come? Do you long for there to be more, uh, to be no more reason to, to cry or to be sad? perfect relationships constantly for full satisfaction and purpose and meaning. Because those are things that we tend to give up on those dreams and lose heart in asking for those. And even if we're praying, just ask for the moment. But Jesus tells the story to reshape uh, our understanding and teach us to pray and not lose heart. To remember this story. To remember this old lady who didn't give up but kept longing and asking for what was right until she finally received it. So don't give up on the dream of all things being right. Jesus has come to make that a reality. Don't settle for the momentary quick fix of the temporary high that only has a big letdown to follow it. But dream big. Dream as big as God's promises. And keep praying always, like an old lady, and don't lose heart.